So hello, uh, we're back again with another Pediatric Surgical Podcast for School of Surgery. Uh, my name is David Carley, I'm one of the uh, surgical trainees here, and again I'm here with Mr. Singh, one of our consultants, and today we'll be tackling the topic of inguinal hernias. So as everyone knows, the classic definition of a hernia is it's a pr- uh, protrusion of a viscous or part of a viscous out with the uh, walls of its uh, containing cavity. So Mr. Singh, can you tell us how the inguinal hernias that you see in kids are different from the ones that you typically see in adults? Thank you. That's a good question. In children, the hernias are all what we call uh, indirect hernias. In other words, they are due to patent processes vaginalis. Whereas in adults, most of the hernias are predominantly direct hernias, which is means there is a deficiency or weakness of the interior abdominal wall. There may be some component of indirect hernia in adults, but predominantly it's a direct. Whereas in children, for all practical purposes, except very few rare conditions, these are indirect hernias, secondary to patent processes vaginalis. So just to be clear, the adult ones are the ones that classically go through the through Hesselbeck's triangle, and uh, these are the ones that go through superficial, I mean the deep and then the superficial inguinal rays. Precisely. Yeah, perfect. So uh, what are the conditions or uh, different diseases that might predispose children to developing these kind of hernias? Prematurity is one of the main factors. Nearly 20 to 30% of the premature babies will have patent process vaginalis leading to hernia in 20 to 30% of the babies. The second risk factor is that anything which raises the intra-abdominal pressure, such as the children who are on dialysis or who have a ventricloperitoneal shunt. And the third category of children who are predisposed to hernias are the ones where they have chest or respiratory conditions which leads to chronic cough, such as cystic fibrosis and other conditions. I guess you'd see a lot more of those in the premature babies who might have chronic lung disease and so uh, they've obviously a lot more respiratory problems that go hand in hand with that. Yeah, but in premature babies it is not because of respiratory conditions because most of these babies can be in a ventilator and they can still present with the hernias but the reason for the premature hernias is because of the patency of the patent processes vaginalis in a premature child. Okay. And as we said before, um, in the hydrocele, uh podcast episode, that the process of vaginalis is just the tract that basically the testicle comes down through the inguinal canal and, and it's just not closed off yet. So it's the same kind of pathology going on that it's not closed off in the same way. Yes. The oh. only difference is that in the hydrocele, the patent processes vaginalis is so small that it can only allow a one-way traffic of the fluid. If the patent process vaginalis is big enough that it allows two-way traffic between the intra-abdominal fluid and the scrotal cavity, then we call it a fluid hernia. And if the patent process vaginalis is big enough that it allows the intestines to come from the abdomen into the scrotal cavity, then we call it a inguinal hernia. Perfect. So how would these children present typically? These children can present depending upon the type of hernia either as inguinal swelling to begin with or they can present with a full-blown inguinoscrotal swelling and one of the things to distinguish it is from the hydrocele because they can also present as a scrotal swelling and the way to distinguish as we discussed in the hydrocele podcast is that can I reach above the swelling if you can reach above the swelling that means the swelling is arising from the scrotum that means it is hydrocele if you can't reach above the swelling that means it is an inguinoscrotal swelling and it is hernia 
and the second test is reducibility hernias are reducible unless they are obstructed and strangulated whereas hydrocele can't be reduced transillumination cannot distinguish between the two because in small kids even the hernias can transillumination the way the hydrocele can transillumination in the babies or in the adults just because the bowel wall so thin basically yes. perfect and okay and you'd all obviously because it's a hernia if you'd also want to ask questions about just looking for signs of obstruction essentially so you want to make sure that the child's not vomiting or anything like that or um, so nobody's vomiting they're still passing uh, stool inflatus essentially is that correct yes that is correct good okay and so something that would happen quite frequently is that you get referred a child to see in clinic by the GP uh, with a potential hernia uh, so an inguinal hernia and then you see the child in clinic and there's no hernia worth speaking of and now a lot of the time parents will take a picture because everyone takes pictures of everything on their on their phones now but you're in the situation where they haven't done this so you can't see any evidence of a hernia is there any uh, sort of tests that you can do on examination that would basically be a telltale sign that there was sort of an inguinal hernia there that is a very common scenario sometimes parents give a very good history of inguinoscrotal swelling which comes and disappears but when you see the child in the clinic you can't see the swelling one way to do is to do some provocative maneuvers which is either inflating a balloon or they are jumping up and down or if it is a small child you hold their legs so that they try to struggle out of your hold and that raises the intraabdominal pressure and that can appear the hernia to come and the other trick is to examine them in the standing position if however with none of these things you can elicit a hernia then you do a sign which is called a silk sign so basically you lay your finger over the spermatic cord in the region of the pubic tubercle and you move your fingers and if you get a sensation of as if you are rolling your finger over a silk glove that is the indicative of a thickened cord secondary to a hernia and it is suggestive of a hernia but it is not confirmatory if you still have got a very good history and reliable parents i am happy to book those kids for the hernia but i ask the parents to take the photographs in the intervening period and bring them on the day of surgery and my i have never done a negative exploration based on this practice perfect and uh, are there any complications with hernias that you'd be worried about in particular i was saying potentially you'd be worried about obstruction um, what be going going on sort of in the in the hernia to cause that the hernias can get obstructed and if this obstruction and they are called incarcerated hernia if this obstruction is not reduced in a timely manner then they can develop into what we call a strangulated hernia where there is a vascular compromise of the entrapped viscera and this can put two organs at risk one is the testis because the blood supply of the testis comes through the inguinal canal so you can have atrophy or loss of testis secondary to a strangulated or incarcerated hernia and the second organ at risk is the intestine because of the compromised blood supply through the tightness hmm. and that's a sort of terminology that gets butchered quite a lot in my experience that people don't uh, sort of an incarcerated hernia is one that's just not reducible and then strangulated one is the one where the blood supply has been cut off exactly in the abdomen or abdominal distension depending on the part of the intestine that is obstructed the hernia itself is 
irreducible it is tender and it is tense and it is not fluctuant in the groin anymore which it used to be and if the strangulation becomes more certain then you can even get abdominal signs of peritonitis in the strangulated hernia thank you for listening to another podcast brought to you by school of surgery remember you can follow us on facebook at school of surgery on itunes on podomatic at schoolofsurgery.podomatic.com and finally by searching school of surgery on youtube thank you very much and see you next time